0: and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our team, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leaders. So grateful to have you connected on today, and wherever you are listening to this podcast around the world, welcome. Thank you so much. This is the place where leaders gather. We do it because we believe that this is our time, and what's inside of you will absolutely come to fruition. A great deal of intentionality. And we believe that iron sharpens iron. Maybe someone shared this with you. I want to thank them. And I want to welcome you to this space. If you're returning, thank you so much for being a regular listener to Next Level Leaders. I'd love to hear from you. If you're not following me, do that now. Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. I hope you will do that. Connect with me. It would mean a lot. And of course, for content, things like that, I'd love for you to go to my website, josephwalker3.org. Got a book called No Opportunity Wasted leaderships, leadership and loneliness, got a lot of books out there that I believe will really help you. And I want to make sure I put this content in your hand. That's what we do. We read, leaders and readers, and uh, hope you'll do that. So it's going to be a blessing. And thank you today for, for listening. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that I believe that each of us can benefit from. Every week, we try to bring you content that we believe can encourage you And many of you tell us every single week that it does. Today, identifying and preventing threats to your vision. Please understand that your vision is something that's precious, priceless. It must be protected at all costs. Whenever you have a vision as mammoth as yours, it is important that you identify the threats, that you literally prevent those things from overtaking your vision. There are a lot of visions that never get off the ground because they're sabotaged by plots of the enemy. They're sabotaged by lack of planning. So I want to help you today know how to identify, like really lock in on what are the threats to the vision that I have? And how do I prevent those things from literally robbing my vision of its full potential? The world needs what you have. And I don't want you to put this work in and yet it be sabotaged, undermined, by things you could have control. That's a statement that I uh, <laughs> I make all the time that the enemy is not always outside. Sometimes the enemy is in a me. So I want you to think about this as I teach this today and share it with you that some of the things are going to be external, some of the threats are internal. The first thing that is a huge threat to your vision is in. Competence. Now, many of you who read my book, No Opportunity Wasted, know that I place a premium on character, competence, cadence, capacity. Competence is something that should never be compromised in your organization. Sometimes we tolerate incompetence because of loyalty, because of nepotism, because of people that have been tenured for so long we don't know what to do with them. But incompetence is one of the biggest threats to the success and viability of your vision because you have people or operating in that space who absolutely don't know what to do. And eventually it can erode trust in the people that you do business with. And even among the ranks of those who serve alongside you, people can lose confidence because of incompetence. And it is frustrating watching somebody in a position who has absolutely no idea what they're doing. And when you as a next level leader allow it, people begin to question your competence. So you have to be sure without any reservation that you require, demand, (laughs) competence around you. In every area, hire the best. Get the best competent people on the planet and you'll see the best results you'll ever have. The second thing is apathy. And this can be something that can occur in your life. or I mean, certainly in the life of the people that work alongside you. It's when you become complacent, passive, and not invested. Sometimes people are apathetic because they are, you know, weary. Uh, they're apathetic because they can't keep the cadence and they just refuse to step up. But apathy is a threat to the vision because what you need now is energy. The energy of intentionality. What you need now people that are, on fire, people that are ready to move forward, make this thing happen, and if you've got apathetic people who are just no energy, no passion, man, that is a threat to your vision because if you're not excited <laughs> about this vision, who else is going to be? So you really have to understand and get to the root of why are people apathetic? Why are they, you know, why they lack emotion around it? Why are people lacking energy and focus around the vision? And then you have to investigate why. And if it's able to be fixed, you do that. Maybe it's lack of information. Maybe it's lack of cause and purpose. They don't understand the why. So when you share the why, maybe the why is what will then generate greater passion. Sometimes we give people what to do. We don't tell them the why. And we wonder why they're apathetic in the execution of it because they don't share the same passion that we share. I always share the why. Because anyone can share the what. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. But I need you to understand why. I need you to do what you're doing. The larger picture can help you deal with the spirit of apathy. And sometimes apathy is because people have outgrown their season, outlived their season. Sometimes people are disinterested. They are disconnected. uh, And you have to be willing to have those tough conversations because you have to have an environment where people are excited around you. And if you see people that are just very apathetic, nonchalant, just functioning, that means they've already left. I tell people all the time, the moment you get a resignation letter, you have to understand that person resigned months before you got it. The disengagement happened long before you got the letter. So you have to be very clear that when you're dealing with apathy, there's a lot of reasons and ways to investigate why it is as such it is. Now, the third threat is entitlement. We talked a little about entitlement uh, just a few weeks ago. And I think that it's something that I'm really, really, you know, uh, concerned about when I see leaders who have folks working around you who feel that you owe them something. It is a threat to your vision. People feel that, well, if I put this work in, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I deserve this or I deserve that. When in fact, these people are being paid to do what they do. You're paying them well, I hope. And as a consequence, you cannot allow entitled people uh, to consume the oxygen out of the room because of their egos and because of their own individualism. The vision is for everybody, not just for them. And so sometimes people feel entitled to attention. Uh, they feel entitled to positions. They feel entitled to a variety of things. And you have to be clear that you don't allow entitlement uh, to run rampant in your organization because it is a, uh, an eroding variable. It will eat away, eat away. It will corrode. Are uh, the walls of trust in your organization, uh, because some people will feel that no matter what they do, they can never have the position, power, and placement of people who feel entitled. Because you continue to do that, so you have to nip it in the bud. As a next level leader, I know it's a tough conversation. I know it's a tough thing to do sometimes, but you have to be willing to say, "I can no longer accommodate and entitled people." All of us are here because we work hard, we produce. And uh, we then reap the benefits uh, organically and not through force of hand. Here's the other thing. Then this next one, I know you're going to say, oh, that's me. Well, procrastination. Now, procrastination, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Procrastination is a huge one. People who wait to the last minute, that will definitely undermine your vision. The Bible says a vision. Write the vision. Make it plain. Those who read it can run with it. The vision is for an appointed time. So you've got this window of opportunity to execute. You've got this marvelous time, but you've got to have everything moving, and you've got a deadline. You've got things to do. And then you've got people who don't get their reports in on time, people who are lethargic and say, I'm working on it, give me a few more days, give me a few more weeks. These are the people who procrastinate because their lives are in disarray and disorder and a the consequence, they transfer that dysfunction to your organization, to your job. It is critical. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. It is critical that you have people who value time. Time is a non-redeemable quality. You can't get it back. So you gotta make sure The people you have around you don't procrastinate. Can you get this stuff done before time? Not just on time, but can you produce before time? There are a lot of people who miss this, and they're just procrastinators by nature. They start late. (laughs) I work better under pressure. That is an excuse for the procrastinator. One of the things that next-level leaders do, we plan. We plan, y'all. We pull this thing together, man. We make it happen. We're planning in advance. We don't wait till the last minute. We have a strategic plan to go forward to make things happen. That's what I need you to do. I need you to make sure that you deal with areas in your life and areas in your area of expertise on your job, people that you've employed, et cetera, that you are identifying. Where are my procrastinators? How can I help them a better time management? How can I do a better job of making certain that I am planning? And when I plan, I'm planning for all the contingencies that might occur. Because my vision is for an appointed time and I can't miss the window. We had a great function recently and uh, we brought together leaders for an amazing brunch. It was designed to really help put people in the right room. And I remember specifically reaching out to certain friends and saying, I need you to be in this room. This is what you need because you're trying to get your business off the ground, your idea off the ground. And boy, I told them even before we launched it, when this hits, make sure you register. See, because I knew the energy and excitement around this kind of thing. Well, (laughs) the person waited too late. They waited literally uh, two weeks later and it sold out in eight days. And I tried to explain, sorry, but you know, you procrastinated." You got to learn, man, how to instinctively move. You got to do stuff now. Think about it. The Bible says a vision now. God will do a new thing and now it will spring forth. The vision is for an appointed time. So I need you to learn how to get people around you who make things happen now. You know, one of the things we don't talk about often, but I am going to lean in on this one because it's about infrastructure. It's about non-compliance. Here is a big threat to the vision when you have people who are not compliant. For example, people who don't turn in their reports on time, people that don't bring their receipts but always want to be reimbursed, people that don't do purchase requisitions well, people that hate the administrative side but just want to be created. These are people that are a threat to your vision because these are the folks in your business that will get you in trouble with taxes, get you in trouble with your finances, get you in trouble just with all kinds of things, legally and otherwise. They don't dot I's and cross T's. You have to create a culture and a climate of compliance. I know it's drudgery for some people. I know it's counterintuitive for others. It's like it's like something like Chinese for them in terms of a language to learn. It's like it's difficult. But the fact is, compliance matters. Risk management matters. Legal matters matter. Making sure you read contracts. Making sure you pay your taxes. Pay your bills. Making sure you have the proper documentation. Making sure you've got all your stuff lined up in your business. Right. All of the things, insurances and et cetera, being compliant so you don't create exposure to your vision. Every single day, man, I wake up as a next level leader thinking about this. How can we become more compliant? How can we do things to make ourselves more compliant? You know, because I want to make sure that we tighten up everything, that every I is dotted, every T crossed. As a next level leader, you can't just be random and raggedy. Let me say that one more time. As a next level leader, You cannot be random and raggedy. That's not who we are. We're next level leaders and we're out here trying to win. I need you to win with us. Got it? So here's the deal. I want you to think about areas on your job, areas in your business, that you could do a much better job in being compliant. Do you have HR things in place? Do you have all of your tax things in place? All of your documentation in place? Are you making sure people are doing the right things in compliance? Because if they're not, it could be a threat to your vision. Number six, being tone deaf. (laughs) It can be a huge hindrance and threat to your vision. What do you mean being tone deaf? Not having your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the world. I have seen this time and time again. People who are trying to push their vision forward and not in tune to the various things that may be happening around them. For example, something could be happening in culture. Something could be happening in the world. Let's say if an unfortunate situation that arouses the conscience of the nation happens and it's on every station and every radio station and television station, and people are talking about it and they're just horrified by what has occurred. And because you're tone deaf, you get on and you start talking about engaging your business and I'm doing this and I'm blowing up and come help me and do this and support. And people like, how could you be talking about that during a time as solemn as this? Tone deaf. Not aware of being sensitive to inclusion. Tone deaf. Making statements or people who make statements that are offensive because they are tone deaf. They don't have any sensitivity across racial lines and uh, cultural lines. And so you want to always create a climate and culture where you help people be more Uh, sensitive in those areas and educated how to move in these spaces. And as a next level leader, when you speak, you have to know the season in which you speak, the time in which you speak, and have an awareness of all the things that are happening around you at the same time. You can't be tone deaf. Let's review what we talked about so far today. I'll start out with this. We talked about incompetence identifying and preventing the threats to my vision. I've got to deal with incompetence. I cannot tolerate it. I've got to be clear. Incompetence has no place in my organization. Areas where I see incompetence, I must deal with it. I must get out of my feelings. Sometimes it may be family members. It may be people that have been with me for a while. I've got to either get them trained or I've got to be repositioned them because I cannot allow incompetence to erode the trust of my community. It's so important. Number two... Apathy. You know, just this idea of being discontent, passive, you know, people that are not engaged, no energy, you have to begin to deal with that. That is a threat because that is advertisement for your product, for your business, for your church, etc. And if people aren't excited about it, who is going to get excited? Entitlement. You gotta deal with entitlement, man. People that feel like you owe them something. I always say, pay attention to the people who say thank you. Those are the people I can assure you, you will never have to worry about on issues of entitlement. It's always those people that never say thank you. They just take, like, they deserve this. Like, you owe them that. Procrastination. (laughs) This is about planning. It's about getting up a little earlier. It's about planning my week out. It's about not waiting to the last minute and creating an excuse saying that I work better under pressure. It's about saying, I got to do a better job with my time management. Noncompliance. Looking at my organization in every area and deciding what are the areas in my organization that are not in compliance and how do I bring these things into order? Do I need to get an attorney to come in and bring my paperwork into order? Accountant, bring my paperwork into order. Everything must be done. 1 Corinthians fourteen and forty, decently and in order. Tone deaf <laughs> people that have no sense of what's happening in the world around them, no sensitivity, uh, and they want and they hinder. Uh, how your organization can reach more people, how you, your, your business can sell more product uh, because they are tone deaf. They have no sense of what's happening in culture. You've got to be sensitive to what's going on. But then and the seventh thing I'll share with you, and this is big, and I think you'll, you'll agree, and I, I really believe I saved the best for last, poor character. Let me tell you something. There is a high cost to low living. Whenever you have poor character and you accommodate poor character, it can erode your vision and threaten your vision. Sometimes you can spend 20 years building up something extraordinary and poor character can tear it down in one week. You've got to make sure you surround yourself with people who have integrity, people who do things above board, people who walk in great character. Character is behavior on display, and I'm an avid believer about this. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm just looking for people that have character, that are not shysters, that are not manipulating, not, not looking for a way to, to get over. We don't do things under the table. We do them above board. That's who we are as next level leaders. We're people of integrity and character, and if we're going to win, we're going to win together. I don't want anything that's not done right. I'll wait on it <laughs> because I know what's done in the dark will definitely come to light. So let's make sure as next-level leaders, we are people of character, we walk in integrity. And I hope today this podcast spoke to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. It means a lot. I'm telling you it means a lot. And I appreciate you being connected. And I really want you to stay connected. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Let me know if you were blessed. Share this link with someone else. I truly appreciate it. you got a great vision, and it will come to pass. It will not tarry. It will. You just got to make sure you're working with God and not working against Him. Until next time, you be blessed. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe to iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to acting exactly.